PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Here we go. Welcome to episode 356 of Cinema Crespediso. I'm your host, Chris Crespo, chilling in the studio doing my thing. I got your weather threat level. Current weather threat level is purple snow. Purple snow. Beware your toilet habits. Ladies and gentlemen, Drew Cogburn is across from me in the studio. How are you doing, Drew? So do you eat the purple snow? No, no. <laughs> God, no. I mean, I know there's some weird disease that makes you pee purple. There is? Yeah, there is. There really is. Yeah, hang on. I'll, I'll, there's the, the purple pee-pee disease? Yeah, it's some sort of... Yo, uh, I got that PPP disease, bro. It, it's, it's some sort of mental disease, I think. It's a mental disease that makes you pee purple? Yeah, Does it also come know. out like a sludge? Is it what happens when your motor oil is overused inside your body? And then it becomes like a brown sludge. No. So it becomes a, a purple pee-pee. If this is your first episode of Cinema Crespity, so welcome to the show. We often talk about uh, urinary infections of, uh, of a different order. This is how we usually start each episode. Uh, last week it was about the uh, the orange ear analysis of South Africa. I mean, apparently it happened to cathode bags, but I remember about it hearing... On Ancient Aliens? Yeah, there we go. That's no, not on Ancient Aliens. That's, our, that's a pre-mic conversation, pre-show conversation. Guys, it's just Drusa Cogburn and myself. Uh, Steve Vecchi is on assignment in uh, in Peru. Uh, he is uh, investigating allegations of a serial killer in a, in a small indigenous village, the first of its kind. He's, uh, uh, for some reason, it was decreed that he should go and do it. I think he's trying to turn into a podcast. I don't know. We'll find it out more later. We also don't have a guest, but we don't need a guest. We had so many. We had a packed room last week, chock full of people, chock full of white dudes. So this week, I was like, let's just bring it back. Let's pull it back. Just me and Drew. We'll just chill. I mean, you really, you really didn't bring the brown quota up that much, though. You only, you only went from twenty five percent brown to fifty percent. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, no, you're right. Signed it much better. No, you're right. I'm saying. No, you're right. Twenty percent. No, you were right. Oh, no, Steve was here too. God, that was a lot of white people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It was a swinging sausage fest. It was wild. Uh, uh, the other, the, our guests, Nick and Matt from the Hard at Work show. Guys, check out their show. You can start with episode 100 because I was in that one. Um, uh, they didn't want to wade into the uh, the policing black language conversation. Because I wonder why. That was weird. Bec- because they're <laughs> smart white people who realize that it. That is not their fight. <laughs> that it's a losing argument. No matter, no matter what where, you say. No matter position you want to take. Yeah. It should be, and, and, and the reason why is because, I mean, it's like, in, in all reality, it's the same It's the same <laughs> conversation that I think, like, I relate to the whole abortion issue. Like, why are a bunch of dudes, men dudes. 
legislating Deciding. women's bodies. They're having debates like, about it, talking about it. Women should be having that discussion, and we should just be like, yes, ma'am. Because some of those dudes are like, well, what? So morality is a, it's like a gender issue? And it's like, well, it's not a morality issue. No. It's a, it's a health issue. Yes. So that's what it does. And, it ha- and, and it's their body, so if, like, whatever I have to well, say. what about the baby's body? Once again, fuck that baby. <laughs> fuck that baby. Fuck that baby. That baby ain't paying taxes <laughs> until it pops out and has a fucking name, and like we, everyone has decided that a the baby is wanted and it's and, alive, and, and it's alive. Yeah. Then we're good to go. It's until got, that point, it's fuck got, that shit. It's got a name. It's in the system. Yeah. Un- until then, nah. Unless you got nah, a bro. social security number, bro. It's fair game. Yeah. Although. If a woman that's pregnant dies and it's like late enough in the in the pregnancy, uh, if, if they're killed, uh, a person that person's often charged with a, a double homicide or double manslaughter. Yeah, so that yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. So ooh, oh, fishy now. That's just a way to get punitive. Uh, let's just tax some years. Well, no, is that well that and and just well, it, it's a way to make it a worse crime, like mm. murdering a pregnant lady as opposed to just murdering a lady yeah, or just true. murdering a person. That's yeah, that's worse. You know, because yeah. for, for yeah. For some reason, it's worse. But a lady is allowed to murder her own baby inside her womb. I don't get it, Drew. I think about this. It's her womb. On my way to uh, that 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 little alien moved in there, whether it was of her own free volition or not, or whether God (laughs) or whether God did it. Poor, not, poor, poor not, Mary. It's not a thing. It's a virgin birth, it's, it's bro. Not, it's not a thing. That's what Joseph was telling everyone. That's not, that's not the way it works. She, Joseph was like, yo, she told me that <laughs> God impregnated her, and we're going to just go with it, okay? I think she's cool. I like her. The thing it's is, hard was, for me to meet a girl. The thing is, she was smart, because you can only pull that shit once in history. That's true. Only yeah. only one person gets to pull that. And she went to the library. She's like, let me see. No one else, uh, no one else claimed virgin I mean, birth, it's, as it, far as no, I can I, tell. It's, it's definitely it's not been, the first time someone claimed. It's definitely not the first virgin birth. The no. uh, reason why this stuff I always think about, that, not always, but like today I drove to my parents' house and on the way is a women's health clinic and outside there's someone with a sign that said pray to end abortion. There's all, almost always at least one person, if not multiple, with signs and did any, did some any, more shocking than others. Did any of those stupid assholes drag their children to it? Because Sometimes that, they are. That makes my blood Boy. Yeah, sometimes there are children there. That yeah. makes my, that makes my blood boil. Absolutely, because those yeah. kids have no idea. It sucks. Doing. Yeah, it sucks. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, and those parents are awful. So people. that's why that's why I even thought to bring up. Well, so let me see. In the first five minutes of this episode of Cinema Crest, we brought up a weird <laughs> no, purple it, this pe- is, purple peepee this disease. This isn't cinema C I enema. This is cinema S I enema. Oh, with the sin. The sin. That's right. I'm so up. let me see. First, we're talking about that gluttony that brings you to purple uh-huh. pee, yeah, and yeah. then we're talking about that lust that's yes. bringing you these uh, these babies. That you now must be punished with, ladies. If you, <laughs> if you dare to have sex and get yourself impregnated, that, that's your punishment. You must now raise. Well, that I mean, they gotta be punished somehow. I mean, come on, original sin. We gotta. I mean, it's, it's, it's all fault. the fucking their fault anyway. It, it's, their, it's, their <laughs> fault. it's their fault, you ladies. It's their fault. <laughs> Man, you think a woman wrote the Bible? <laughs> I don't think so. Definitely not. I don't think so. <laughs> There are a couple books, Ruth. <laughs> so, um, Ruth, the Gospel of Ruth. The Gospel, well, not the Gospel. <laughs> there is a Ruth. There's a Ruth book, Old Testament. That's Old Testament shit, man. That vengeful God. Uh, all right, so here we go. Let's do uh, some actual movie stuff here. We uh, we talking about Terminator: Colon Dark Fate, which we just saw. Just the um, one, two, three, four. This is the sixth Terminator movie. The fifth one featuring, uh, not featuring, but having Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. proper. Mm-hmm. That middle one 
uh, Salvation, the Christian Bale one, yeah. has a weird CG one. <laughs> so does this one. A different weird CG <laughs> one. The, a very different one. They, this one recreated the T2 one, whereas uh, in Salvation, they recreated the... Um, the first uh, one. The first one. Yeah. The term, uh, Arnold, before he had his uh, jaw like sh- uh, shaved down mm-hmm. surgically and all that, because his face changes yeah. over the years. It gets less freakish looking. And uh, obviously, you know, even then, that CG looked wonky when yeah. he subs out. And then uh, uh, this one still, in, in its own way, it looked wonky. It looked like Will Smith. Yes. Uh, well, okay, Gemini so, Man. Wh- well, this is the opening the, the, scene. This so, isn't a spoiler, so, no, guys. So, so, so the Terminator looked like Will Smith. Even, uh, what's her face? Uh, Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Was it so awful? That's the thing. I but wasn't what, expecting it, so uh, I, I gotta say. All right, so let's just let people know. This when is, they did the fucking, uh, the, the John Connor as a kid. Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong. When they did the, Eddie, that, I was like, A, that is not Eddie Furlong. B, that is not even human. That's the thing. When I, I wasn't expecting it, so I wasn't looking to scrutinize it in that way. When I first saw, so I want a lot of people to know that this isn't a spoiler necessarily. I mean, this is like the opening of the movie. This is how it starts out. That it's picking up from T2, and it's all about the voiceover. The best part of the movie, Drusy Cogburn, during the opening when it's like Skydance Pictures yeah. and all the, the different studios, they're just playing audio from T2 yes. of Sarah Connor in her like in her room talking being about crazy. being crazy. Yeah. And they put like intense music behind it, and I'm like, this is the best part. I, it's, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's just well, of course. T2. Uh, but then it's her voiceover, and it's letting you know we're picking up where T two leaves off. She stops Judgment Day at mm-hmm. the end of T two with uh the Terminator and John Connor, and then uh that's the nineteen ninety seven was supposed to be Judgment yeah. Day nineteen ninety eight. The movie has a scene with her and and John Connor, yeah. so like thirteen year old Eddie Furlong mm-hmm. with me. Um, in Guatemala at, at a resort, and she's like sitting at a table watching him get some drinks at the bar. And they're just living off grid. They're just living off grid. And uh, a T800 shows up in like fucking in a red t shirt and, and, and brown pants. Looks just like Arnold. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, 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 and that's all that it takes for the split second hesitation. On their part, For because just the freeze. Because if we're coming off, if we're coming straight off of T two, then technically he's a good guy now. So they're like, well, yeah. So you're back, and, and, and pull- they're and they're not immediately like, oh shit, I should like run the fuck I away, run away. And he, and he pulls out a gun, kills John Connor because uh, they explain all that later. I'll leave yeah. why that happens. They explain all that later, but this is all in the very opening of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to let you know, this is the setup. And there, uh, since I wasn't expecting it, and when the scene started, I was looking at it as of like, is this deleted? Is this deleted footage that they didn't use in T two? Did they have like a scene that they shot for an ending of her and him being in Guatemala? Uh, I'd have to rewatch it again to look at it as like a recreation or or whatever they did. Yeah, because the Eddie Furlong really didn't throw me, and Linda Hamilton definitely didn't throw me. L- the Linda Hamilton part. Half through me, yeah, and but, the, but that, you, you mentioned Eddie Furlong as soon as you walked out. Of the, the, the Eddie theater. Furlong thing, it, it, it didn't even look human to me. Chris. Man, that, that's crazy. <laughs> like Will Smith at the end of Gemini. Yeah, yeah. Like it was. I was like, oh my god, this is an entire CG character. Like, what the fuck is going on? That definitely didn't get me. Um, when the T eight hundred walks on, uh, and that, that's the thing too. If it's a sequel to T two, the end of T two ends with Arnold, as we know, him going into the lava and being destroyed. Oh. So they have to explain where this Arnold. Is coming from it's in all the marketing, yep. so it's right here in the beginning. Um, he 
like from shot to shot, it's weird. There were some shots where like that looks like it never a. It never looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger to me. Correct. Okay. Just like Eddie Furlong never looks like Eddie Furlong. Okay. To me, that one, I, I want to go back to see it because I, I feel like they tricked me. Just because I wasn't expecting it. I, but, but the but you've always been more discerning. You have a, I guess because all your graphic design. That must, I don't know. I that have, must be what it is. I have is. a sharper eye for this stuff. You have a sharper eye for it. You've been trained for it because you, you've actually done graphic design stuff and actually took classes mm-hmm. and shit. Uh like you, po- you point out way more wonky Paul Walkers. Yeah, well, was, on on first viewing than I did. It was weird. I could tell. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, that looks pretty good, and then you're like, oh. <laughs> so um, it looked okay to me. But then Arnold at times looked like a he was a uh, like a stunt double. Like I'm looking at a bodybuilder stunt double. Yes, and maybe I was. I don't know. But I'm like, that doesn't look like Arnold. Maybe they just Paul Walker him. Maybe they just threw Arnold's Arnold's face on a dude. They got a dude out there and they threw his face on there and it looked kind of weird. But that also had glasses on. Um, but then there was other shots where it's like, oh, uh, it's an incredible looking video game character. Yeah. Like, wow, I wish I could play this video game. Mm-hmm. This looks really. This is video games in ten years. Like video games look like this. Five years. Hopefully, five years. Uh yeah, that was. But then okay, so that's just the very opening, and it's just it's crazy. We can talk so much about just this opening. It's like a, it's forty-five seconds of this it's movie, weird little part of this two-hour and like nine-minute film. But then that's how they cue it up, and then it cuts to almost twenty years later. So it's a modern twenty nineteen thing, and then it's its own story. No. As we see in the marketing, uh, there's a Spanish girl that she, the Terminator has been sent back to kill her. These are weird. Terminators that seem to separate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's two of them. So, so, so there's, there's, two there's two like them. a base skeleton. Yep. And then and then a the liquid. weird nano liquid stuff that comes off. So it's basically yeah. two for one. So yeah, it's funny. It's a nice take on how. And they never explain it. It just it's just a no. Thing it just that happens. is. Well, and yeah. that's that's actually some. It's actually one of my favorite parts of this mm-hmm. Terminator movie mm-hmm. is when. Like, you're looking for some sort of explanation, especially a character. Exposition of some sort. And then somebody else just looks at him and says, future shit. And then we just move on. And it's like, okay, I'm down. They just, (laughs) they do give the audience a little credit in figuring it out for, you gotta figure out what's going on here in terms of what these Terminators are. And then they do at one point straight up stop the movie, be like, okay. This is a blah 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 it's, yada yada yada. Here's the here's our future. Yeah. Uh, you stop Judgment Day. Well, here's Judgment Day. Yeah. And and explain everything and get a couple flashbacks to that and and then I do have some very specific nitpicks that we talked about off mic mm-hmm. about the Judgment Day and the timeline they came up with yeah. and you know uh-huh. that's like spoiler episode shit that I don't even think that you doesn't think no we're not gonna do a spoiler episode <laughs> there's no need to no need to do that <laughs> it's really not that good uh, yeah, I that, mean if we were gonna do a spoiler episode on this I think it would be better to just do a Terminator episode oh, oh, where true. where we can talk about all of the dumb bullshit in all of these garbage movies what i think is okay what we should do is we should do an episode on the terminator 1984 and like we've been doing and then do an episode on t2 judgment day right and then make fun of the rest and then do an episode (laughs) where it's like now let's lump all these together and we can go deep on as much as we want on rise of the machine salvation genesis and dark fate that's four movies, mm-hmm. but just one, like, ten minutes each. Sounds like a better idea. That's right. No. We can do it. Because term- the two first two Terminators are so rich and fun, and we can really mine those for entire episodes on their own. Um, Obviously, all on the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Crespity. So sign up to hear that stuff. We just released our Bloodsport episode. 
on Patreon. That was a lot of fun. That's a very enjoyable movie to watch and talk about. It's fucking crazy. It's and it actually, this, you it's know, Terminator movie. Dark Fate kind of reminded me of um, of this and Commando a bit, where the, the, the plot's pretty thin. Yes. And it... Like it starts and it's just like, oh, by the way, uh, here's a little bit of expa action, yes. action, action. A, a little bit. Here's uh, here's Sarah Connor in the woods giving literally thirty seconds of backstory. Action. Cut to yeah. bad guy termination. Exactly. There's a there's a lot of action scenes in this movie. Yeah, it's it moves at a good clip. It's uh, it's a lot like the first Terminator in which it's a story of a chase. Yes. So it takes place over the course mm-hmm. of like 36 hours, like 48 that. hours, yeah. right? Just like the first one. Um, a lot of very personal parallels. I feel like they overdid it in some of them. Yeah. Like in the trailer, she's like, I'll be back. They even fought on set about doing it. Tim Miller didn't even want to do it. It was mm-hmm. James Cameron who really who pushed for that to, to ha- make that happen. Not on set, but he, he made it happen. Um, yeah, there, there were a lot of parallels. I mean, they switched some stuff, but if you're... Which, which they've done since the second movie. And But, but, but if you're in intelligent moviegoer then like you see the setup and it's like oh okay so this is where we're going and then here it goes yeah exactly yeah you've seen this before you, yeah you've been there um linda hamilton was was fine in this film she's pretty much retired she had to be talked into doing it the only reason she did end up doing it was because james cameron was involved uh ex-husband james cameron mm-hmm. and Funny story about how she said she had to uh, work for a year to to get in the shape to lose weight to get lean for it. And uh, at the end of the year, she showed up on set and they were like, okay, we have to build you a butt now because you're too lean. You have no butt. So here, eat some food, do some squats. (laughs) Not not even. There was like, here's a mold. Put this in your pants. Walk around with this thing. Interesting. Because you got too thin for us. Uh, She's fine in it. She's good. She's just playing a hard ass the whole time. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's her name? Mackenzie Davis is the lead. What was her name? Grace. Yes. She's Grace. She's uh, pretty great. Yeah, she, no, she killed it. Yeah, pretty great in the Kyle Reese role. The, yeah. I'm the Guardian sent from the future. To, but, but she's fucking upgraded. So augmented. augmented. Yes. Uh, so, she, again, it's in the trailer. So, like, so, so she has to use a lot of drugs. Yeah, that's a funny detail. <laughs> uh, she's built in a certain way that she has to, uh, uh, she burns up. Her metabolism too hot, and she has to to fix that every every so often. Yeah, always in an inopportune time mm-hmm. is when this shit goes down. Yeah, and the action was fine. There, were like, so there's a few actions, like pieces, like you said. There's a number of them. When it got to the, like, you see in the trailer again. I keep referencing trailer stuff because yeah. then I feel comfortable. It's not spoilery. All the airplane, mm-hmm. the big airplane set piece had some good moments in it and yeah. some good, you know, action, but overall it was just like completely uh, ruined in the trailer. Just, well, that, and it's like just CG planes mishmash. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, I enjoy much more, uh, like, um, the scene that's where like people are breaking out or it's more hand to hand. Like when the guy is going through, Oh, you know what they really blew, man, they even, they blew it in the, they gave it away in the trailer. And then in the movie, it wasn't even executed all that well. When the, the Terminator that has got the liquid outside, right? He's being held down by a bunch of border security oh, yeah. guys. And then, so he's just like shooting boom, spikes, just shooting spikes through them and killing them all. First off, giving away in the trailer. Yep. And then, second, in the movie, it was like, well, there was really not that much more to it. No. And then he doesn't really do that later again anyway. Nope. Uh, and then the way they present in the trailer, it's like, oh, this is a cool moment. But then it's like, it could have been, it's all it was. It could have been executed a lot yeah. better. Tim Miller, director. Uh, you know what he does do well in this movie? What's and that? in general? 
black goo. Digital black There's goo. There's a lot of it. A lot of black goo. It looks good. Uh, his animation... His his animation company is the one that was hired by Fincher to do the opening Intro. for the uh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Some of the best black goo work I've ever seen. A lot of great black goo work in there. <laughs> um, they should have hired him for Venom, right? Seriously? Oh my. How come they didn't get him to do Venom? Duh. Duh. He was too busy doing Dead, the first Deadpool? Because he did Deadpool. No. Then after that, what was he was signed on to do some sort of animated movie that I can't remember what it was, but that fell apart. Uh, he was... Part working on the um, what's that animated thing? The the, the love uh, death and robots. Thank you, and um, and then he did this. So Tim Miller uh, uh, keeping busy out there doing his thing. It's like an okay movie. It's better than the other, like Salvation and Genesis. And I feel yeah. like I haven't seen Rise of the Machines in a while. What, is that the third one? That's the third I'm one. Ne- that's the one I've never seen. And don't care to, either. Uh, I would recommend, when we get down the road, this is going to be a while from now, but I would recommend, especially if you, you've seen Salvation and Genesis in theaters, yeah. mm-hmm. check out Rise of the Machines, because that's, with it being 2003, it's early enough that they went kind of practical. I feel like there's enough practical effects, like there's actual like things on set. That it might hold up. Yes, it's been a while since I've watched it, yeah. also. Nick Stahl's John Connor... Uh, it's like what if Nick Stahl was what if John Connor was a gross junkie? Oh, then we then we cast Nick Stahl. Man, maybe I have seen pieces of this garbage. Maybe you movie. have. Claire Danes is one of his Okay, I have one seen, of John Connor's I have seen pieces of this garbage seen movie. Pieces of it. There's a moment when uh the Terminators walk around a cemetery with a, a casket on his shoulders. Goes, yeah, and and in the end it's not that they were like trying to stop Judgment Day, they were just trying to like save themselves and make sure that they survived or whatever. Yeah, the, the movie ends with him getting John Connor to uh, uh Doomsday Vault. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually like the ending quite a bit because then all the missiles go off, all the nukes go off, Judgment Day happens, and um he and Claire Danes are the only ones in this like old abandoned doomsday vault, but there's a going like, is anyone there? No. And he's like, yeah, this is John. He claims that this is John Connor. And the person says, who's in charge over there? And he's like, well, I Robocop, Robocop. He was a human. But now he's a cop. That's a recycled joke from our Patreon episode. Hi-yo. So it's like it's a Terminator. You know, everyone's I all mean, like, it's James Cameron's bag, but he was never on set. He helped come up with a story and then he helped edit it. That's all he did. I mean, uh, it's uh, it's a lot like you with uh, Zavalin Double Tap. You're expecting such shit. That, yes, I agree. After. Especially after Genesis. Like, Salvation wasn't that good. Seriously, I was expecting the biggest pile of dog shit. And the fact that it wasn't made it pretty okay. Like, Genesis is bad. bad, Yeah, yeah. Salvation, even Salvation, I recall. It has its issues. Watchable with it, though. It's got some bail. It's got a... uh, Yeah, it's got Christian Bale going fucking crazy. It's got a homeboy running through a post-apocalyptic world. Sam Worthington. It's got... uh, No, the Sam Worthington, the worst part. It's the uh, the other one. Anton Yelkin. Anton Yelkin doing his Michael Bean impression. Oh, good one. Holy cow, this guy knows what he's doing. He's good. Yeah, no, the whole... I can't uh, see his future. Yeah, the whole 
bland white guy and uh, yeah and, and Skynet and like him being a robot and the perfect infiltrator but no which I'm they, human at the end like, pfft, which they gave away in the trailer they it gave all, away that he is a Terminator in the trailer and then and that was all way stupid and then in Genesis they gave away that uh, John Connor was turned into a, a, a Terminator thing uh, a, a nanobot zone. Terminator they even put that on the poster yeah stupid awful idiots dummies bad movies bad marketing uh, yes you know what my favorite part of Salvation was? Mm-hmm. Is the how in the beginning when Sam Worthington's slumbering around, he's like, oh, where am I? He's in some fucked up city. And there's like a T-600 still like wandering around this ruined city. And he's got like the rubber skin and he's all fucked up. And then he starts like attacking and shooting. And then it's just, it's just a man in a suit. Yeah. You know, it's a 2000 something movie with plenty of CG in it. We talk about CG mm-hmm. Arnold. But the movie began with a man in suit. For 100% man in yeah. suit. It's like, oh, this looks cool. And then, the, and then the movie kind of sucked afterwards. And then McG was going to do... Uh, McG directed that instead of Superman, the Brian Singer movie, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he developed Superman, and then he found that at some point Warner Brothers was like, oh, yeah, um, Australia is giving away crazy tax credits right now for productions, so we're shooting Superman in Australia. McG is like, oh, uh, I'm afraid of flying, so... That's not going to work. So I'm out. Like, I am no. not even making this movie now. And they got Brian Singer instead. Um, for years, he was trying to make a Hot Wheels movie. He was working with Mattel on that. But that's falling, Strange. That's falling apart. They're still trying to make a Hot Wheels movie, but it's not with him. He did that, uh, what's that one with Tom Hardy, Chris Pine, both trying to bang Reese Witherspoon. And they both work at the CIA. Oh, ah, yeah. Yes. This means that war. One. This means <laughs> war. That's the name of that one. Yeah, that yeah. One, that yes. one. He did that. He did that. That was a weird movie. McGee's a weird guy. He did the um, the Charlie's Angels movies. That's how he kind of like got his success going mm-hmm. to be able to get attached to all this crazy shit. Anyway, and then he did that Terminator. Um, so Dark Fate, the Andrews of Cogranano scale of from one to a hundred um, Rev nines. One to a hundred. On a scale of one to a hundred Rev nines, what would you give Terminator Dark Fate? Uh, I mean, probably somewhere in like the mid sixties. Mid sixties, I'd go like uh, I'd give it a good fifty rev nines. Good solid. That's a lot of rev nines. Think about fifty rev nines coming at you. Mm. If you when you see the movie, you know what a rev nine is. You'll figure it out. That's like it's what they call the new Terminators. Um, oh, the uh, Arnold's an old man. Oh, um, also, you know what? You know what bumps it down for me? A big bump. It gives a big bump. But. Spoilery. I don't know. This is a spoiler. This is just weird. Just for some to keep, for people to keep an eye on. Big bump. The idea of a T eight hundred sitting around in cargo shorts watching uh, sports. I can't. I can't get with that. Or how, how about that? Yeah, for cargo the, shorts. Here's a Cogburn. Chris. For the last twenty years, he's been hanging drapes. He's been hanging drapes. Uh, if he, he's a learning machine in twenty nineteen, he learned that cargo shorts have gone out of style years ago. Did he? He's a he's a learning machine. I'm a learning computer. I keep learning. Maybe he's a Bad learning machine. I'm a bad learning machine. I've only learned how to love, but not how to how to uh, fornicate with my 500 pound rock. Uh, I'm a machine penis. I mean, just uh, just watch Tetsuo the Iron Man. He'll just watch you, Tetsuo Iron he, Man. He will teach you everything you need to know about. I so I sat down. And I watched. Tetsuo, <laughs> I watched Tetsuo Iron Man, and I said, "Well, this is amazing. Now I can see what I can do with my robot's penis." Uh, like I said, Tetsuo. I'm so glad that you're all here now because I can tell you about Tetsuo and how amazing it is. If you say so, Arnold. 
Let's talk about our media diets and what we've been watching lately, Juicy Cogburn. The uh, last couple of days, we're going to have to... These are a couple of movies I think we're going to have to uh, do deep dives on. I don't know how how much you've watched them as a kid. Uh, Cobra? Yeah, not that much. Really? No? Cobra was a fun one for me as a, as a lad wishing I was a, a badass Steven, uh, Steven, Steven Seagal. I wish I was a Steven, a Steven Seagal type, but I also wish I was a Sylvester Stallone type. I would have settled for any of these guys. A Schwarzenegger, a Van Damme. Uh, Cobra, I watched that on the Voodoo app. It's free on Voodoo, so it's with ads in there. So they make this hour and a half movie like an hour and 34 minutes. There's a great scene where uh, Stallone's character, Marion Cobretti, the police guy, he shows up to park his car in front of his building. And there's like a bunch of uh, fucking cholos, obviously, like hanging out in their car. And he pushes their car out of the way with his. And then they confront him. They're like, what the fuck, man? What's your problem? Pink J. Uh, and he, like, intimidates them. And then he grabs a dude's shirt. His, like, uh, his, uh, you know, his a wife beater. What do they mm-hmm. call him now? A-frame. A strap style. I mean, shirt. yeah, wife beater. Yeah, wife beater. And, uh, I mean, this guy looks like a wife beater. And he... That's why they call him wife beater. And he rips the shirt. And he rips the shirt. And he's got his lav mic taped with a white piece of tape to his chest <laughs> to pick up the audio. <laughs> And it didn't edit that out or reshoot it. It was too good of a scene. It was magic hour. Yep. Uh huh. The gotcha. sky was yep. pink. Yep. It's on a beach. Mm-hmm. It looked great. The rest of the scene was fine. Except for that. <laughs> Except for this improv bit where Sloan decided to rip this dude's shirt, reveal his Maybe he was mic. a confidential informant. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> he blew his cover. Yeah. That's the joke. The director confirmed oh, really? that a director's cut and not in the director's cut. In the commentary, no, it was a fuck up. <laughs> But we left it in. But yeah, you might you can yeah. explain away that oh, it was a cobra accidentally fucked up. This guy's <laughs> he was FBI maybe. Still you know. stupid, so stupid. Cobra, Oh, fantastic Fucking movie. Up, bro. We're, we're, one day we're, we're gonna have to watch it. It's that's a cool thing about these '80s movies. Almost all of them exclusively. 90 minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't feel bad. Like, hey, Merle, would you mind sitting down and watching Golden Child so we can do an episode on it? Because it's only like 87 minutes. <laughs> it goes quick. <laughs> and it's most of it's Eddie Murphy going. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, man. Uh, so Golden Child's the other one that I also watched on Voodoo for free with ads on it. Voodoo. V-U-D-U, guys. It's a cool app. I recommend it. Only reason I got on it is because first off, it's. On my remote control, my remote has like a few buttons programmed on. And what it. you only have to sacrifice like one goat a month. Only one goat a month. It's a simple. It's a simple goat. No, it's you one goat a month. I go down or West Colonial. Yeah. All right. I, I hit. I hit up uh, Mama's Mama's Curry Shack. I ask them, you know, where where the goat distributors at? They let me know. Go pick me up a goat. Quick. I mean, you get your free voodoo. Got my voodoo. V U D U. Uh, and they got tons of free. Thousands of free movies and TV shows through Chicago, cool. right? as well as a whole bunch of other like new stuff that you can rent, and it's all the same price as everything else two ninety nine, three ninety nine. So it's a good app to have on handy for for being able to watch stuff, especially for what we do. You mm-hmm. know? So uh, Cobra Golden Child just continuing my nostalgia kick and, and uh, neglecting to watch all the new things. That I need to be watching. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> like, you're sitting there watching a bunch of old shit that you've seen literally probably hundreds of times. And you're like, I don't have time to watch anything new. It's like, well, you just spent how many hours watching the old shit, Chris? I don't, I don't have time to watch uh, Watchmen. I got to watch Watchmen before tonight's Watchmen. 
Uh, I always watch it on Monday. And then, yeah, no, it's a thing, too. Actually, that's, I, I watch them a day late because I watch Mr. Robot live. Oh, yeah, I watch that. I watch, him, I watch them both. You watch them both on Monday? Yeah. The, but you saw last week's Mr. Robot? The, 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 the Christmas? I watched that one. The Christmas take, one? Take yeah. the Santa guy home. Yeah, with the Santa guy, yeah. Uh, Carmella posted in the uh, Facebook group, is this season of Mr. Robot like the best Christmas special ever? <laughs> Maybe. 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 I don't know. There's been a lot of cool Christmas stuff in, in Mr. Robot. I mean, yeah, because it's... Uh, I mean, the, 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 the scene a, with... The uh, up to the, Christmas the, and afterwards. The, the scene with... Uh, that, that, with uh, what coming in the air tonight plays where there's just a pile of money burning from like last season or the well, season before that. Was that. Two seasons ago. Did that happen during Christmas? Yeah. No, it didn't. No, because it, sure it's all the same year. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, this man. Se- it's been. Re- that's the thing. It kind of galvanized with everyone with this season. It's been revealed that this has all been one year. It's the year 2015, still in Mr. Robot World. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which that's it, not that clear when you're watching. The no, first three not seasons. at all. I'm just assuming that like I time just, has gone by that I, like in between seasons, yeah. just like every other show, it's been like a year they or e- so. They even allude to Trump being president now. All of a sudden, went from Obama to Trump yeah. in 2015. Well, there was that whole thing where. Uh, well, they're talking about him being the next candidate. Yes, and really. and White Rose was like, "This, this is the motherfucker," yeah, this and is, everyone's like, "What?" Yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He's like, "Trust me, this is it." White Rose is smart. Um, yeah, so this is like okay, so it's okay. All, when you go back and watch, it's all one year. Okay, is that, no, is yeah. that weird? It, that, that changes things. And um, yeah, it's a fun show, man. I'm loving Mr. Robot. And I'm speaking of Watchmen on HBO and tying back into the Patreon, right? So our five dollar patrons, uh, five dollars and up, because you can choose to pay more than five dollars. Some of our patrons choose to do so. Uh, your executive producers, you can dictate content. Ask us what you want us to do, and we'll do it. Trusa Cogburn. The person to really take advantage of this Ron. is our homie Ron. Yeah. We did a whole episode on Strange Days, right? We, yep. We, the, the DC app. We did we did a, a full 45 minutes on the DC app and different shows and stuff like that. And the app itself, he asked for all those things. And uh, we got a new request in, buddy. Okay. He would like us to do maybe in like three episodes at a time, three episode chunks, wants us to review the Watchmen series. Like officially okay. review it. Okay. So... Uh, I think we'll do sort of like a because then it would only be we're talking maybe three episodes. Yeah, we'll do the first three episodes, the next three episodes, and then the final like four. Okay, and that's the full season. Okay, so it's only three episodes. So there'll be like little extra bonuses we'll throw in there. So Ron, we'll do it, buddy. They're coming. Um, so this week, Drew, plan, yeah. plan on recording a twenty minutes. Okay, talking about the first three episodes okay. of Watchmen. In addition to, I guess let's let's decide it now. Between us, what do you want to do? We can do let's throw out some movies. We can do uh, we can talk about this one for a while. Only the strong, I think that's on YouTube. Uh, the Mark DeCosco's action film, um, Capoeira, Capoeira, the Capoeira, and they got that song. I can't wait to get that song stuck in my head again. <laughs> it's been literally decades. Uh, we can do that. We can do Predator is a big one that's been hanging out there. We can uh, jump into the Rambo series with Rambo 2 because the first one's not really an action movie, but the second one is very action-y. Um, I have a, where's my list? I also have a list somewhere that we wrote down that one time. This is how this is how the sausage is made, people. Hope you enjoy it because I'm not cutting any of this shit out of the 
episode. Well, I mean, if only the strongs on YouTube, let's just fucking do that. Because then we can just do that. Look it up. See if it's on there. Make sure it's on there. And if it is, then we'll, we'll definitely do. Because I just looked up both of those. None of them are streaming anywhere. Oh, they're not? No. I'm going to have to dig through my DVDs here. You said... Uh, yeah, I think only the strong is uh, the full movie is on on the YouTube, so I'll probably end up doing that one, guys, which will be uh, a lot of fun for everyone, especially. Oh, only the strong, uh, yeah, one thirty. Yeah, got at least a, an hour and thirty six minutes of it. Yeah, yeah, baby, guys, check it out it's on YouTube, watch it, and then listen to our episode where we talk about it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And then we'll also do a Watchmen episode. Um, okay, so yeah, I am wasting my time, Drew, watching old stuff. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, watch new stuff like me. But uh, you know, I'm depressed, so I gotta. I'm looking for uh, comfort for security I mean, blankets. I mean, you should, you should find a new security blanket. Alcohol. I mean, something fresh. Mm. Margarita. There's a whole thing of uh, blue marg in the fridge. I mean, you you can start mainlining it. You can just make yourself like a little fucking uh, like a bag. And you can just right in. Oh, I thought you meant like snort that uh, like alcohol powder that they came out with. Oh, that sounds like an awful idea. Uh, what you been watching and getting into? Uh, I watched the. It came out on Friday, and I binged the whole new season of Jack Ryan. Man, people have been like <laughs> loving that Jack Ryan. I, it's not that I love it; it's that this season was. Better than the last. That's what I'm gathering. That's what I'm. Do, That's what it is. Do I need to watch season one to uh, watch season two? No. I can just watch season two yes. as its own thing. I mean, just jump into yes, season. Yes, I mean, season one has a lot of like the Jack Ryan backstory. Yeah, well, so, I know the backstory. So if you want the backstory, I have to. If if you're not going to watch season one, you do have to know. I know he's a marine, back injury, CIA analyst. Perfect. That's all. I, that's all you need. Perfect. To know. You, but you do have to know what he did in season one because mm. they reference it in season two as right. like credentials. I'll read the Wikipedia. Exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> you didn't have to. You can just ask me. I can tell you in three seconds. What? Right. Well, people, I, I people listening now, I mean, <laughs> no, exactly. Hours, so, um, but, so, but I watched that and better uh, than season one. Oh, my, my parents watched it too. My mom said it was what? just like watching a really long movie. She enjoyed it quite a bit. What is his face? Krasinski. No, it's not him. Uh, Jason Clark. Jackson Miller, uh, Bobby McFerrin, no uh, Joseph Stalin, Michael Kelly. I was close. That motherfucker. He's in this movie. He's in this. Michael Kelly, the guy from uh, he was the uh, like the fixer in uh, uh, fucking Kevin Spacey President Show. Uh, Doug Stamper. Yes, he was uh, Doug. Yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's in this. Okay, he's in the second season. I like him. And he he's he's great. Very cool. Mm-hmm. All so. right, all right. So you watch that? It's on Amazon Prime. Yep. Was to get Correct. around with. Uh, and uh, there's uh, a game I started playing called After After Party. After Party, the video game. Okay, so the setup is uh, you and your best friend are dead, oh, and cool. you built that's bogus journey, and you're in hell. Bogus and, journey, and there's a loophole to where you can get out of hell if you outdrink Satan. Bogus journey, pretty much. Okay, <laughs> so you, there got, we go. you play you play a game against death. Yeah. Uh, where'd you find this game? Uh so it came it came out uh, on Friday. Uh, I played this pe- these people's previous game called Oxenfree, mm-hmm. uh, and th- that was a fun li- little adventure. It's like it's like half platformer, half puzzle. It's like just weird little fun, dark, funny game. Okay. And, and this is the same thing. Like I just started playing and I just died and I just went through death's processing okay. and it's. 
I swear to God, it's like if Monty Python made hell. It's just like the most ridiculous, silly, silly things. Like I Mm. I went through my my soul got weighed. So, you know, the Egyptian afterlife. And then I went down a level and I had to pick up a dead head and shoot it into a uh, basketball hoop. And and the whole time behind me was like this weird Mayan thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, the Mayans had to. So like. It's just, it's hilarious. It, it's dark. It's funny. It's about- have you gotten to the drinking competition with Satan yet? No, that's that's the very end of the, game. End of the game. Um, but as soon as one of the characters realized he was in hell, he had the reaction that I would have, where he dropped to his knees, crying, saying, "Oh my God, I'm dead, and God's real." <laughs> like shit. No, ex- exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> I fucked up on Pascal's wager. I took the wrong bet. <laughs> Yes, that's funny. So, yo, when Pascal tells you the bet a certain way, maybe you should consider. I'm just saying it's it, it's really funny. Uh, just if, even on the if, off chance, if you have any qualms about religious humor, yeah. I would not play this game. Ooh, it's uh, so you're saying this game is quite sacrilegious. Yes, uh, but but it it, it takes it, it's not. Like pro anything, it's just like anti everybody. Just taking the piss out of everyone over yes. there in the, uh, in the it, whole it, religion afterlife front. It, exactly. They're like, I mean, uh, a cab driver that you meet to take you over the river sticks uh, mm-hmm. says, uh, you know, uh, most religions were wrong. Mm-hmm. All of them were a little right, but mostly wrong. Okay. And if you went to church, if you didn't go to church, don't worry about it. It's not like God took attendance. Yeah. So silly. So. Gotta go every Sunday dress in your best clothing. It's hilarious. I was like, Mom, why can't I just wear my jeans? Chad's wearing his jeans. Why can't I wear my jeans? She's like, because he gotta give your best to God. Like, God don't give a shit if I'm wearing khakis. No, he doesn't. Not he doesn't. at all. He doesn't give a fuck. No. I mean, if he doesn't care about genocide in Africa, it makes you think he cares about if you're wearing khakis or not. He doesn't care about the tiny little hands that stitch his pants together no. in sweatshops. Why he does doesn't. he care for whether I wear them? He doesn't. He should be mad that I'm wearing them. Quench that ice. If he cared at all, Chris. Delicious ice. Uh, so after party video game, what's uh, so it's a PlayStation. Uh, it's on uh, uh, Xbox uh, Marketplace. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of these indie games. So one of those it's, it's on both of those. Yeah, but like I said, I was I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, this company. Cool. So very cool. They do good stuff, and it's hilarious. What's the name of the company again? I couldn't tell you. Oh, but you just know that you just happen to know that's oh, the same one. Night so. School Productions. Night School Productions. Shout out to Night School Productions. Big ups to your oxen free. Come get your oxen free tales. That could have been a one stop at the magic mall. I keep listening to it. So for my media diet, as I continue listening to the 1680 <laughs> AM <laughs> here hang on, in town. Hang out at the magic mall, Chris? No, not yet, but I'm so tempted to go now. Who's, like, every, uh, it's like my fourth who, Saturday in a row. Who, whose vanilla extract is it? Oh, whose vanilla extract is it? See, that's why I keep listening. The best vanilla extract in town. And they keep playing the same herbal, like, remedy. I don't even know if it's a tea or what. They're like, we are not the clinic. We do not diagnose disease. But come on down. We cure your IBS, your diabetes. They're like, we'll cure everything, your cancer. But we are not the clinic. We do not diagnose. <laughs> they keep throwing the... So here in town, there's a station called 1680 AM, where every day and Saturday morning and Saturday night, it is fully a religious station it's like airing sermons and gospel music and it sucks but saturdays at some point in the afternoon it switches over it's a local caribbean where it's all reggae and still very religious because re- true yeah. reggae is re- very spiritual it's all about you it's all ja ja we love you bra rei vibrations man and, uh, on sunday it's on 89.5 is all right re- it's half reggae um 
And then the commercials are the best, man. It's sponsored by Caribbean One Stop over there at Magic Ball. And, mm-hmm. and today I was just on my way to my parents' house, and he was like, we got on the menu the curry goat, uh, the, the oxtail. But I, you know, he said, he's like, I recommend this, the pigeon pea soup. Ah, oh, the best in town. So I was like, oh, shit, I gotta go try some of this pigeon mm-hmm. pea soup, man. This guy's all about it. We should go. It's Magic Ball's. Fucking two minutes from my job. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> right there. That that's their taste of Chengdu is right by me, and uh, what else is right by me? Oh, you know, it's not too far. That this uh, this a la carte place that's up the road uh, that I heard about. You know about that one? No. It's like a outdoor park type thing where it's a ring of food trucks. Oh, ha- like a half ring of, and they're just like parked there permanently. Uh, isn't there one it's out on fifty ish? Yeah, but no, but isn't there another one out at uh, the lake, whatever, blah blah blah, south of us, the big where the hospital thing is and all that development's going on. Uh maybe like Basoto, Bo- Boxy Park, sort of? Boxy Park at Lake Nona. There we go. Lake that's Nona. the that's the lake I was looking for. That's, Lake Nona. that's all the way up by the airport. Yes, all across much closer. That's by fifty. Okay, I think, but I think there's one over at Lake Nona. As Lake well. Nona, yeah. The, that, that one's the. Uh, the old storage con- uh, boxing containers, yeah. shipping containers. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking but, but for. But I think it's an a la carte yeah. thing. I That's think it's owned by thing. them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think it's the same company as what I'm saying. I see what you're saying. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, you know, the, the Daily City has been on hiatus for a while, so that's your uh, local Orlando news update for PFT Media. Well, I'm still on so... Um, anything else, Drew? So you got the video game, and then you oh, got the and, show. Oh, uh, and the, uh, the new FM Attack album is fucking amazing. FM Attack. Album. How recommend that on, on Spotify? Okay, that's a synthwave, right? Yes, yeah. like, like the fathers of synthwave. Yeah, they've been, they've been, they've been around shit. for a while. They've been doing this shit for like uh, ten years now. Very cool. Very cool. All right, well, there we go. <clears throat> All right, well, let's take a break. Uh, we got a Billy D's Death at the Movies that we're gonna play here, right now. Insert. Uh, note to editor. Note to editor. Now I see the spikes. On uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. so you'll pay attention to that. And um, <laughs> Billy D is gonna regale us with some reviews from his spot up in New York. Our senior New York correspondent. We love you. Uh, check out his um, Instagram account, Billy D Snaps. And uh, uh, what's the Facebook? Billy D takes pics. Pics. I think so. Pic, takes pics of New York City or something like that. I I, I run it out on Facebook at all. He's been fucking around with his uh, uh, with a black and white film and, and camera and whatnot. I think actual that's, film, I think, actual I think camera. That's old pictures that he took. That oh he's yeah, just finally developed. Yeah, and he's developed them and stuff. Yeah, he's put them out there and there's yeah. some really cool pictures in there for sure. That's what he's doing. Yeah, so guys, check it out. He's he's our homie. Here is his death at the movies, and then we will be back. With the second half of the show, I got a whole bunch of movie news stories, Drew. Cool. So it's going to be fun. Death at the Movies. What's up, my dudes? Hope everyone had a safe and happy Halloween. Apparently this was the year wackos decided to make urban legends real and put razors and shit into candy. Thanks, Hellworld. 
I took a trip up to Sleepy Hollow for the Jack Lantern Blaze. It's a big old Jack Lantern sculpture park, and it's real cool. Definitely worth the trip if you're in the area. Halloween itself was super rainy here, and since none of my camera gear is weather sealed, I stayed in, baked some cookies, made some popcorn, and watched a bunch of stuff on Shutter. Currently, you can catch the Joe Bob Briggs Halloween Marathon and Creepshow, which I've been enjoying the hell out of. They nailed the vibe of Creepshow so hard. Great job. On Halloween night, though, I watched Beelzebuth. Beelzebuth. Beelzebuth? Beelzebuth. And my, what a doozy. It opens in a pretty hardcore fashion, and then gets worse. This movie takes realistic atrocities we witness every day and adds layers of religious and supernatural phenomena to them, subtly at first, and then goes full-blown crazy pants. It's about a string of seemingly random acts of mass violence near the U.S.-Mexico border and the police officer who is leading the investigation, who also happens to be among the first victims of these atrocities. This movie reminded me of Exorcist 3 quite a bit, and I liked how it mixed the procedural elements with the supernatural the same way Exorcist 3 does. Check out Beelzebuth. It's pretty awesome, despite being a pain in the ass to pronounce. I'm gonna relax today. Gotta rest up before going to a pop punk show tonight. Stay cool, Billy D. Welcome back to the second half. I did Drew just for you. Back. Welcome back to the second half. Welcome back to the second half. Because we took a break during the second half and we're back. And now we're back. It's 356. 356. Yo, we doing it. Cinema Crespediso continues unabated. Last week we had a computer meltdown. This week. <laughs> this week the power went out. But you know what, yeah. guys? episode you're listening to it it's happening we are dedicated to you drew sacogburn where can people find you online at anti-air 419 facebook and instagram follow at drew sacogburn on twitter it's not me they do a great job and where can people email you you can't <laughs> i guess you can send it to cinema crespediso at gmail.com and then i'll pass it along i'll forward it, I'll forward it to him yeah yeah i won't no, no. I, I won't divulge it no no that's not my place no one gets that info no one Fuck that shit. It's on your, it was on your business card. It was back in the day. You're right. Because that my email so was, someone can was up specific an, for that so business. So someone can dig up an old business yeah, card. Yeah, someone can find that. Yeah. They'll have your email address. Yes. Okay. Correct. Um, Juicy Cogburn on Twitter, guys. Follow it. At Juicy Cogburn is also a Patreon. There's also a patron on our Patreon. A $4.20 <laughs> a month patron. Do, doing more work than I ever have. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, you can sign up patreon.com slash So like I said, we're, we're doing a lot lately. We're doing a lot of movie deep dives, uh, movies from our youths, our childhoods, our high school days, only the strong. Looks like it's the uh, next one on the queue. Crazy movie. <laughs> it's been so long, so long since I watched it. Drew. I, I want to know why it became so popular with 
kids of our generation for Why? whatever of all the movies right <laughs> very specifically yeah I and remember- like I've talked to a bunch of people and they're all like oh yeah one of the strong and it's like the Capoeira movie they're like yeah, yeah. and it's like how the fuck do you know about how, this how did we all see this what should have been surely a direct to video movie well I, I remember seeing it in a theater well see that's just it I, with friends I never I A didn't see it in theater B never saw it on TV only saw it on VHS but saw it with multiple people with multiple, multiple times because everyone was like yo you gotta watch this crazy movie they flipping around and kicking and they sing the song like way 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 so, so like weird that. I can't wait to watch it <laughs> Now I'm excited. I'm making myself <laughs> excited to watch Only the Strong. This is very cool. Um, Patreon.com. We just did Bloodsport. We did Commando. We did Die Hard 2. We did Robocop. We did... Uh, Another 80s action movie. God, God, I love them. I love them so much, Drew Sikogman. They're the best. The best fucking movies ever. They're so good. They're so right-wing. Forgot to talk about how Terminator Dark Fate. How uh, online a lot of people were like derisively calling it in its marketing... Terminator woke fate because it's all a bunch of uh, ladies in the movie. Well, that, and, and they switched some of the stuff around. They switched some stuff around. So apparently, if it's uh, it's a movie featuring women, that means it's on some sort of feminist agenda that threatens the livelihoods and you know the value of men. Men, men are weird. And <laughs> who are these people? Internet people. <laughs> They're redditors. They're Trump voters. Uh, they wear MAGA hats and and see nothing wrong with blackface. They uh, and are too afraid to say any of this in public. And it's such a bummer. But they say it in comment threads and all these. Uh, yeah, go to TMZ, uh, TMZ comment section. You'll see all these people. The um, and that's the bummer about Terminator Dark Fate. These people are so like uh, butt hurt about mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. doesn't even matter. It doesn't even factor mm-hmm. into the whole thing, really. Yeah. And uh, and the movie's just freaking. Not, I mean, it's fine. Not that good. But anyway, I, so it's, it's not worth defending. So no, <laughs> so if they want to shit. I'm like, I guess you guys are idiots. But whatever. I'm not gonna <laughs> die on this hill. No, of all the hills. Of all the hills. Not, no, this is, not the, this is not the one. I'm dying on. Uh, and then meanwhile, when I'm watching the movie, I'm like this, uh, just like all the good action movies, this one trying to be that is very right wing. It's pro. Second Amendment, right? Yes. It's pro guns. Oh yeah, it's pro. This is Texas. This is Texas. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's as pro gun as it gets. It's pro uh, border patrol because border patrol is very effective. Yeah, it's, yeah. And, and also, they, they do a really good job in this movie, actually. And the <laughs> and the tension centers aren't that bad. And no, just the tainies. Yeah. It's, it's a very, very right wing movie. Uh, but no, because it has women in it. It's like, oh my. Yeah, it's it's uh. The genocide of the white race. That's something. Listen, women can be just as full of hatred and bigotry as you white men, anyway. So don't worry about it. Relax. Your wives are just as hateful as you. Yeah. Yeah. These people get married. They have kids. Yeah. 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 They they procreate. They they continue this fucking nonsense. Ugh. Ugh. How gross is that? They procreate, but we're too smart to do that. Hence the since we're losing. Hence idiocracy. Hence idiocracy. Hence children of men. Both. I mean, actually, no. What was the, what's the other one that we've just? Uh, uh, I had another example, a better example, a newer example. Oh, okay. Um, that we've done it. We've we're here. This is peak us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Drew. I got have. Uh, we don't have any emails. I really, you know, I mean, the last few months or whatever, I don't go too hard online asking. Email us, Cinema Crest. You know, guys, I mean, do if it. they don't want to talk to us, that's fine. We're going to have to talk to them. I say it every week, Cinema Crest, but so, yeah, you we, guys. We, we can just keep spitting this uh, uh, slightly objective 
Slightly objective. Slightly, you heard me. Slightly objective <laughs> bullshit as opposed to subjectively talking about something that people actually want to hear us talk about. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, true. Uh, but I got a bunch of just uh, newsies. Newsies. I got, I got some newsies. <gasps> that's going to be on D plus soon. That's Disney movie. Oh, new, uh, it's November 12th is when it comes out, when it debuts, when it plops the streaming service. That was the start of my hate of musicals. Newsies? Really? The Christian Bale classic? Why? Because musical. <laughs> because music. I love I loved everything about the movie except for the singing. Except for the damn singing. Yeah. You like you like the fashions? Fashions was fine. I, I, I was down with the fashions. You like the themes? The uh, the, the hats were fine. Uh, I mean, yeah. A, 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 hats, a, a, hats are great. I love those hats. A, a bunch of uh, street trash fighting for their own rights of sorts. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Those wharf rats uh, yeah. just trying to live. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I mean, if, uh, you know, Bruce Wayne was immortal, this could be the origin of all origin stories. This is where this is where Bruce Wayne starts his news empire. Well, he hooks up with Ra's al Ghul, so he gets the... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. This is where he starts making his money. Makes more sense. <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, Drew, you keep me right up. Let's talk about some, uh, some uh, HBO Max developments. Okay. HBO Max mm-hmm. is going to be the new HBO streaming service coming... Next spring. Is it going to cost any more than the HBO that I'm already paying for? Ha ha, Drew Cogburn. HBO Now, what you're paying for, I am paying for it, we both got it. It's $14.99 a month. Yes. It's one of the most expensive options of all the streaming services. Yeah, well, I I will pay top dollar for a good product. When HBO Max debuts spring of next year, it will cost $14.99 a month. Okay. So prepare yourself. For a shit ton of new content for, for what you're currently paying. Perfect. That makes me. That makes you want to be like you know. I keep paying now. I ain't gonna yeah. stop. No, I'm not. I'll, all right, just I'm, let it roll, baby. Yeah, no, exactly. Just let it roll. Why? Because seriously, of all of the streaming services, mm-hmm. like if it, if if I had to only choose the one, the only what would be the one? HBO. What, what would it be HBO. It would, it would be. And only because there is so much quality content mm-hmm. that I have not so yet seen. Good. That's true. Amazon Prime is really good too, though. And has a bigger selection. Does Jeff Bezos, crazy Jeff Bezos, has a bigger selection. HBO having a smaller selection, original programming, higher quality. Yes. License programming, smaller. Amazon Prime, much bigger library. Original programming, so very good. So some very of it, good. Some of it, yes. But the, the 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 hit ratio is not as high as no. HBO. So it's a quandary there. It's what do you want? It's no. really it's really a what you want there. For me, it's a one A one B scenario. But I see what you're saying. No, I see what you're saying. I well, I'm looking. I mean, for, and especially with all mm-hmm. the stuff that's coming out on HBO soon enough. Like oh. if I had to make the choice today, it would be. That's right. We know more about the future of HBO than we do uh, Amazon stuff. No. Yeah, that's 100 percent true. Well, um, actually, no. The, I mean, I've seen. I mean the the new season of The Expanse is coming out soon. On, on Amazon. Amazon, yes, they picked it up. That's, uh, that's exciting. There is... I gotta now go back and uh, finish season I, three. I just saw a banner for something that's coming out called The Hunter, hmm. produced by Jordan Peele. Ooh. So, and, and that's 
one it says produced by Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it's yeah. any font the hunter. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> exactly. That's very funny. So that has you know, that could be interesting. That's very, very funny. And I I'm looking forward to the new Sam S mail whenever that comes out. Uh there's a number of Sam S mail things. So S Mail's been working with Amazon. The, so the one with uh the one that I keep seeing trailers for in front of Mr. Robot. Yeah, so he has that US, that USA show that's come out next year that he's producing yeah. and he's he directed the first season of Homecoming, I think. I think he directed episodes. Yeah, for Amazon. So, but the second season, he's only producing and okay. someone else is directing. But he's still involved in season Homecoming. two of Homecoming. That's on my fucking list as well that I never fucking started for whatever reason. You never watched Homecoming? No. Oh, man, it's a great show. <laughs> I never watched it. No. And it's short. It's only like six episodes. Oh, okay. So it, you can kind of fly through it. Julia Roberts yeah. is great no, in yeah. it. That Stephen James, I think his name is, the guy from If Beale Street Can Talk, he's I great was like, I, I was like, Julia Roberts, Sam Esmail, I'm in. And then for some reason, I just never... And then in great Esmail, Mr. Robot fashion, it's uh, music cue crazy. And there's like some songs that pop up like, man, that, that, that's some straight up Brian De Palma shit. Like not even ripping them off. Like that's from this De Palma movie. That's Blowout. It's great. No, I love it. Oh, I have it's it's good for nerds and stuff, uh, movie movie idiots. Professional steel, Chris. Professional steel, amateurs, <laughs> shit to bed <laughs> uh-huh. on a regular basis. So uh, let's see here. Uh, one of the things we have coming to HBO Max is a Green Lantern series, and it's going to be produced by this Greg Berlanti guy who is uh, he's been killing it with CW. Uh, with the CW shows, the whole Arrowverse stuff. He's kind of the mastermind behind all that. So the big crisis on infinite earths thing they got going on that's all this greg berlanti fellow oh man so they got i really hope do they do some sort show. of crisis on infinite green lanterns and ryan reynolds comes back because at this point in time he's made fun of himself so much for it so many times that he almost has to come back for it if they ask him to he has to say like, i have to acknowledge, i have to continue to acknowledge yeah. my green lantern this yes yes it's very funny uh, another show called Strange Adventures is coming, a show that features characters like Animal Man, Dead Man, Adam Strange is among them. Okay. Uh, uh, Atomic Knights is in there. Uh, they were featuring the, some Justice Society of America runs, so that's a show that's coming as well as HBO Max. So, uh, Basically, they're teaming up with Warner Brothers TV to get some of that stuff going on, as well as other Viacom stuff. They have like TBS... TNT things going on there. There's going to be a lot of stuff blowing up on HBO next year. Cool. And we ain't going to have to pay nothing more. Cool. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm in. I was totally going to be like, what is it going to be a $20 a month thing? Like motherfuckers, they expect people to. And they're like, no, no, relax, guy. Well, they probably realize that, that, like you said, of the streaming services, they're one of the more expensive ones. So they, I, they are like, it's them and Netflix, I think. They're like the most expensive ones. Netflix but, is only a dollar or two cheaper. But then again, they, I mean, HBO was... Like the pioneer of it's not TV pre- uh, premium cable premium content yeah it's not TV it's, it's HBO, HBO. Man. Yeah. yeah you want to pay extra for this shit absolutely uh, shouts to Adobe Audition for being good I'm just trying to fix my thing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man people don't know last week I had to record I recorded our episode episode one of the Brawler our new MMA PFT show. And Simon Time trivia show last week on a garage band on a Mac that I've never used before to record. Good job. All in like 12 hours I record that shit. And then the next day on this computer, I recorded a different show with Audacity. I know I recorded us doing Bloodsport with Audacity trying to edit that shit. Oh my God. You're so 
I ran to the Adobe website. How much do I got to pay to get audition? <laughs> I need it now. So I'm going to pay for it. Oh, it's so good. I'm back. It's like warm blanket. I'm yep. all about these warm blankets. I just want to use Adobe Audition and watch the Cobra and relax. <laughs> Eat gelato. <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that I know makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Precisely correct. I know. Yeah. I know this is going to do the trick. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to jerk off into this soft blanket. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna write that on your tombstone. <laughs> please, please do. It's recorded. <laughs> like I said, we have the evidence of that. I'm putting that on your tombstone. Well, when my parents, who, hopefully, uh, hopefully, you die before your parents. That's are what I was gonna or, say. When my parents who outlive me, or or that's gonna be a really weird, awkward conversation. Oh yeah. By, by the way, Drew, here's a note. Don't open it yet. <laughs> You'll know when to open it. You'll know. Trust me. You'll know. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. You'll get an alert of some sort. Yep. Um, I'm gonna skip this story. That's a stupid story. You're the one who picked it. I know. <laughs> it was it was early in the week when I was like, I don't know if we're gonna have enough stories. Maybe I'll use this one. So we have this whole Benioff Weiss dropping off of Star Wars thing. I mean, I was kind of really hoping hoping that some other jerk off would take the reins and just completely. Just keep it in its garbage state forever. In the Star Wars garbage state? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were going to do a Jedi origin. This is what they were going to explore. The, the origin of the Jedi Order like a thousand years ago. Are we doing like... I mean, okay. Yeah. Completely separated from Skywalker and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of all these new Star Wars movies, to get away from Skywalker. Which is good, because I'm fucking sick of Skywalker. It's a gigantic universe, so how come all these characters know each other? We keep running the same family, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we're, we're getting away from all that. But Weiss and Benioff, they left. They created differences, scheduling differences. There's a lot of reasons why they said they left. One of the reasons that came out recently was that they were uh, wary, wary of the toxic fandom that comes with Star Wars fans and how if you don't give them exactly what they want, it's, it's online vitriol for years. Just ask Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Who's still making, apparently, a trilogy of Star Wars movies himself. He's I'm still sure. working on Star Wars stuff. Star Wars fans, some of them hate him. They hate him so much for The Last Jedi. They're, they're, so what, they hate him for making the best of the new Star Wars movies? I think it's the best of them so far, right? Um, I, I, you want to know why? Because it was dark and it told a fucking story. It told a pretty good story and it tried to change things up and now they're yeah, like... Yeah, which is all the things that I was looking for and apparently that's not what Star Wars fans want. And, and now the trailer in the new one, they show like Kylo Ren like fixing his helmet. Like, Sorry guys, our bad. So stupid. It's very, it's very funny. Hey, at least they got J.J. Abrams back to make a serviceable Star Wars movie versus continuing with Colin Trevorrow. And by and by service... Which would, which would have been a bad one because he's a dude who's doing the Jurassic World movies. I mean, I would have I would have almost rather it be a bad movie. Nah, I'll take... I'll take... I'll go back. Having now seen, like, Jurassic World, and even though he only produced it, between Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and uh, The Force Awakens, which is just, you know, a New Hope remix. Fan service. I'll take... Fan service. Uh, I'll take why well, I guess Return of the Jedi remix, whatever you want to do. It, actually, it seems more closer to um, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Jedi. I mean, even with the, the Palpatine stuff. Oh God, I don't want to talk about it. It's, it. But but the, with the so like the show, 
what's her name and what's his face are fighting on the looks like on the back of on the, the sort thing of a with, uh, and with, with water. The so and it so it's like and the, the inverse of the the lava fight at the end of episode three. I mean, I mean, I mean instead of lava, it's water. At least the lightsabers look cool in the water mist. Yeah, I'm saying it's gonna it's gonna look fine. It's gonna look good. It'll be fine. It'll be great. I don't know if it'll be great. I don't think it'll be bad. Um, I enjoy Last Jedi. It probably won't be as different and weird as Last Jedi. Which is... Oh, God damn it. That's what I want, Chris. I, I want know. different and weird. I'm sick. Well, maybe then with the Ryan Johnson trilogy that we get maybe either through D plus or in theaters, we can do that. Uh, it turns out that the Benioff Vice uh, Star Wars movie was supposed to be the first one after this to come out in theaters like 2022 like three years from now okay so now that they have to figure out what they're gonna do um kathleen kennedy uh president of lucasfilm she tweeted david benioff and dan weiss are incredible storytellers we hope to include them in the journey forward when they are able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on star wars because they also have like Netflix deals and stuff like that. Oh, so okay. she threw a little shade at them, like, "Well, you guys are a little too fucking busy to dedicate yourself to Star Wars, so maybe you guys should consider fucking off." It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, they totally should. Uh, but they're going to be around for years to come. Go to our Facebook group, Cinema Crespity. So, guys, check it out there if you want to read. Uh, I pulled out segments of a thread. Someone, a uh, Game of Thrones fan. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was a, a good, that was a fun read. It's a fun read. If if you just want some highlights, you can go to the Facebook group. The Twitter account, I think, is not Aria. I think it's the name of the account. She went to some sort of uh, Benioff Weiss Q&A, and they were quite frank about how little they knew about the series and how their approach to making it. And reading it is dumbfounding. It's like, oh, my God, they're, they're morons. <laughs> it's amazing the series was as good as it was for as long as it was. Exactly. Yeah. After watching that, it almost made me want to go back and rewatch Game of Thrones just to make sure that it was actually a good show at one point in is time. Is this good? Are they idiots? <laughs> um, I Am mean, I stupid? Did they get me? I understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, I understand even a blind squirrel find an acorn every now and then. Yeah, but, yeah, still, but like, not they, that not that many acorns. They found a lot of acorns, man. Speaking of HBO Game of Thrones. All right, we're sticking on a path here. We're sticking on a pattern. Mm. They got uh, a couple of spinoff shows in the works. All right? Okay. One of them uh, is all about the Targaryen household, the dragon family, the white people, the super whites. Okay, so it's about super white people, incest, and dragons. Next. Yes, and that show is Don't. full steam ahead. <sighs> Can we not do another show about super white people who fuck each other's brothers and sisters We're and themselves? Have you been, haven't you been to, to Pornhub lately? It's all incest videos, man. It, well, it's, it? all, it's all step-siblings. Oh, it's, it's all like stepsister this and stepmom dad. God damn it, porn world making shit weird. Goddamn weirdos. Uh, another show... However, that was, uh, let's see here if I can get a good description of it. It was being, uh, starring Naomi Watts. It was about a brand new era in the history of Westeros. Uh, but it's been canceled after the pilot was presented to HBO and they were like, nah, nah, brah, we don't want this. Um, the Targaryen spinoff going, uh, let me see that's happening, blah, blah. I'm trying to find details on the show that got canceled. I don't see it in here. I thought I was there before. And it's not here. 
I don't know what to tell you. I never saw the article to begin with. I know. It's a bullshit article. I don't recommend people read it. <laughs> All right, then. But these are true facts. So they had two shows. One of them canceled after the pilot sucked. Uh, it was like a very female-heavy show. Female-heavy cast. Naomi Harris, the lead. Uh, lady director. I think it was S.J. Clarkson was directing it. For a minute there, she was going to do the new Star Trek. Uh, she also did... I think Jessica Jones for Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I think she's the Jessica Jones uh, showrunner. And she was directing the pilot, and they put it all together, and they were like, oh, thank you. Well, I mean, not everything's gold. Not everything is gold, especially uh, all this uh, not gold. Yeah, that's what I said, Chris. That makes sense. (laughs) Kurt Sutter. Kurt Sutter's the guy who did uh, Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Okay. And he also has that spinoff show, Mayans MC. About the brown bikers. The brown bikers, yes. Uh, I never watched Sons of Anarchy. You watch it? No. No. My brother's watching this one, apparently. I mean, what what the hell do I care about a bunch of white trash biker drug dealers? That's what I think, man. Fuck them, right? Who gives a shit? So, uh, this white guy who loves bikers, he is talking about how he got fired... From uh, FX. Okay. And he thinks that's because of a joke that he wrote and had included in an episode of Mayans MC about Disney. Okay. Here is Kurt Sutter. It all started with a joke and not a very good one. There was a line in the season two premiere, Easy and Coco, those are characters, We're getting off the bus at the school where the drugs were being processed. There was supposed to be a really gnarly playground out front. Filled with debris, dangerous looking swings, sharp objects, etc. As they exited, Coco sees Easy's distracted and says, Lighten up, Boy Scout. Gets us to the playground and says, We're going to Disneyland. Easy replies, Yeah. Guess this is where Walt buried all the Jews he had killed. Whoa. Coco comments, that's Dark Man, and exits. So, okay. So that's a random scene in this episode. Okay. Interesting. Um, obviously, that all ties into the accusations of Walt Disney's anti-Semitism throughout mm-hmm. the years. Yep. Um, fairly unfounded accusations, ones that have been lobbed against them through uh, a Writer's Guild dispute, but they have stuck with them since because mm-hmm. shit sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, blah, 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 Here we go. We got some more. Okay, here we go. Although the joke came out of char- came out of character and in any environment, what I've been typical of my brand of dark humor, I'm not an idiot. I knew it would ring some bells, whether real or imagined. I was already experiencing the tightening of the noose. It was manifesting in production issues, creating more hurdles, etc. So when I was informed that the Walt Jew killing line had to go, I agreed. And changed it to, we're going to Disneyland, and now Easy says, yeah, if Mac- if Mickey and Pluto were pedophiles. So he changed, mm. so t- changed the joke. Um, he continues, clearly, the change was a fuck you on my part. And with every respect to remove it, I opted in. Every subsequent pre-production draft, knowing that I changed it in the production pages after I saw location. But a couple of days before we started prep, I got a call from a very tired and beleaguered Dana Walden asking me to please take it out. I felt bad. With all that shit she already had on her plate, she was tasked to handle this. 
I took it out, and in hindsight, I realized for her to get that call, the problem was being dealt with on a whole different level. Mm, yep. In hindsight, I realized that dialogue grenade was the beginning of my exit because all this happened after Disney purchased FX. Well, after they purchased Fox. Mm-hmm. So, uh, note to, uh, to self, note to others, if you're part of the gigantic part of the entertainment industry that has to be owned by Disney... Don't 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 make fun of the well. Uh, you don't call uh, Walter anti-Semite Listen, Jew killer. I was about don't to say call, don't call their characters y- possible pedophiles. You right? can still poke fun at the mouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, even most recently, in the Simpsons have been doing it as, they, as soon as the announcement was made. They they just did it for the announcement of Disney Plus. Yep, and and then you know what? It gets shared like crazy. People love it. So much marketing for D plus geniuses. Exactly. So smart. There's a way to poke fun at a thing where everyone can still win. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that was not the way to do. No. <laughs> no, you idiot, Kurt Sutter, you no. millionaire idiot. I'm sure yeah. he's a millionaire. Yeah, yeah. These shows are so successful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then the, getting fired from FX probably included a buyout of some sort. Oh, I guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. I'm pretty sure the. I mean, these are his shows, right? Yeah. So if one is keep airing his shows, yeah. they have to pay him off. Here's your monies, you rich idiot. <laughs> so rich, so rich. Such an idiot. I'm pretty sure he was part of the anti Get Out crusade. Mm. He's like, uh, Get Out's a piece of shit, garbage, blah blah blah. Like, oh, I wonder why you don't like it. Yeah. Oh. The guy who has a show about a, a gang of white bikers who references other gangs as black, brown, and yellow. And yeah, that would be why. <laughs> Fucking goddamn racist pieces. <laughs> you know who else doesn't like uh, Get Out and Jordan Peele movies? Craig Zoller, the guy who did Bone Tomahawk, um, Brawl in Cell Block 99, and Dragged Across Concrete. Three movies that are all about white guys protecting their virtuous women from the scourge of the, the Ethnic. violent ethnics. Indians, blacks, and then blacks, <laughs> respectively. Mm-hmm. But then the issue gets muddied in each one, Drew, when the lead characters are friends with people of similar... Zoller knows how to, you know, be like, hey, I'm not that racist. He made a movie with I Mel mean, Gibson. I mean, I'm racist, but I'm not that racist. He, made, he cast Mel Gibson as a openly racist cop and then had a scene oh. where where the, the police chief is sitting behind the desk and he'd be like, you can't do anything these days without being uh, uh, shit on TV, blah, blah, blah. Like, he's talking about how cops have it so bad. Talking to Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn about, oh, we have it so bad these days. Like, mm-hmm. motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck you, man. It only matters because his movies are actually good. Like, they're really well-made movies. He's an asshole. So, but also, like I said, right, right-wing philosophy and right-wing politics make for make better, better action movies. Make for better action movies, for sure. For sure, make for better action movies. Uh, okay, let's see. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Um, more, more Game of Thrones, more HBO, Game of Thrones, HBO, Kurt Sutter, FX. A lot of TV stuff here. Let's jump real back to the... I have some more HBO Max stuff. May 2020 is when HBO Max plops. Uh, we'll be, uh, is it included what it says on there? Um, uh, let me see. The 18, 18, it's one, eight, zero, zero movies, 1800 movies. Here's the Cogburn. Okay. will be available. Uh, subscribers will have access to 40 films in the DC library by, by, uh, DC universe app. 
including all new releases of the last decade available within the first year of launch, plus every Superman and Batman movie from the last 40 years, Joker will also be available at launch. Nice. Again, fourteen nine nine a month. Uh, to put that in perspective, Netflix's standard plan is twelve ninety nine, Amazon Prime twelve ninety nine. Man, I got all three of those. Man, I got shit so expensive. Hulu five nine nine with ads, eleven ninety nine without. I got it with my Spotify though. I got in on that deal. And that's it. I got it with my Sprint. If you're smart enough, like they give Hulu away. Look they get, they give Amazon Prime away depending on that's, they, that's they, they give the. Every single cell phone provider has a deal with one of the streaming services. That's true. That's you can get true. one of them for free with cell service. And if you have some sort of Apple product, I believe, you can get Apple TV. Or if you get an Apple product, you can get Apple TV Plus for, for a, a year. year. They throw that in. Yeah. But otherwise, it's only four ninety nine a month. They also don't have much on it. No, but I'll tell you what. The, uh, the previews that I've seen for their original content, some of that stuff looks pretty cool. The Shyamalan show is supposed to be very good. Which one's that? Uh, who's in that one? Because I only know about the people who are acting in them. Because I haven't seen like specific previews for each show. I've just seen the preview loop commercial where it's like, there's this and there's that and there's that. And it just shows like Jason Momoa in some weird apocalyptic future. That looks fucking crazy. Uh, not that one. It's a uh, servant. It's the one with, uh, let's see, it's Toby Kebbell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Toby Kebbell show. Yeah, that one. I saw Toby Kebbell. I was like, ooh, he's in something. Yeah. He's in the M. Night Shyamalan show. Cool. Which, uh, the, so Apple did a thing where they have like four or five shows and like four movies and then I guess a small library. So not much in original content really. This, that's why it's only four ninety nine. Yeah. So like the the morning show thing, which is about uh, yeah, Jennifer Aniston one. Steve Carell yeah. one, they popped down the first three episodes right away. Okay. Uh, the Shyamalan one, I think they put down the first three or four. So for some of them, they put down a handful, but not everything, and then it'll be week to week well, after because they because ha- they have to string you along until they have enough stuff in a library for They're them trying. to be like, hey, we can just keep this. They're trying to get you into it. So uh, for only five dollars a month, it's available uh, Apple Plus. So yeah, fourteen ninety nine for the HBO with a whole bunch of stuff on it. Uh, oh, let me, see, let me click on this here. Let me see if I can get a nice... Let's see what this is. Um, we're going to have... Okay. Here's a list of original shows coming to HBO Max. Okay. Americana. Uh, Americana with uh, ending in A-H. Starring Lupita Nyong'o will star and produce with Denai Guerrero. She is the chick from uh, Michonne from Walking Dead. And okay. she's in Black Panther. Yeah. Uh We'll write the pilot show as... Oh, my God. She's actually going to be the showrunner for the show. Oh, wow. It's her show. There we go. Based on a book, Americana is a romance that also deals with identity. Ifemula and Obinze are young and in love when they depart military-ruled Nigeria for the West. Beautiful, self-assured... Ifumili, oh my, I'm butchering these African mm, oh names. Oh yeah, you are. Heads for America, where despite her academic success, she is forced to grapple with what it means to be black for the first time. Oh, interesting. Quiet, thoughtful, Obinze has hoped to join her, but with post-9-11 America close to him, he instead plunges into a dangerous, undocumented life in London. Fifteen years later, they reunite in a newly democratic Nigeria. 
That sounds pretty good. Oh, uh, they're bringing back the Boondock Show for HBO Max. I forgot about that. Interesting. They made some streaming inroads. So That'll be fun. So they're straight up bringing back Boondocks. Uh, rest in peace, John Witherspoon. Oh. And they're also uh, Rick and Morty. They got a deal with Rick and Morty, and I think they signed uh, the South Park Boys. Okay. So yeah, they're they're gonna have a lot of uh, animated stuff on HBO. I love anime. I mean, they've all they were the ones that did uh, Todd McFarlane spawn the animated series Very on true. HBO. Very true. They put it on their fucking late night stuff with all the porn because it was goddamn violent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's for the adults and the kids who stay up late. Uh, Cirque is uh, a Rick and Jaffa, Amanda Silver show, um, a banished nymph in Greek mythology who tried to seduce Odysseus, traces her journey from an awkward nymph to a formidable witch, able to challenge gods, titans, and monsters alike. Mindy Kaling has a show called College Girls, uh, a single camera comedy following three 18-year-old freshman roommates in Evermore College. So I guess probably like a book smart type of show. DC Superhero High, Joseph Cogburn, being produced by Elizabeth Banks. A fresh comedy series about your favorite DC comic superheroes as they attend the high school. Don't you want to see Bruce Wayne in high school? Uh, he... It's not Batman yet. He's... He was homeschooled. He's pure Batman. He's like, Alfred, I... I need milk money, Alfred. I know. What the fuck? I mean, come on. I mean, at that, at that point, and, and so, Alfred's pizza day. At, and at that at point in time, mind. Superman isn't allowed to use his powers, so he can't do anything. Uh, wh- like, he's like, gee, Dad, I just want to score all well, the touchdowns in football. Wonder Woman was living uh, on, on that a, fucking stupid island. Not on this show, she's gonna be going to high school. But she, um, she can get bust in. I'm trying to. She's think, part of the diversity who, program. Uh, I, I don't think the Flash even has his powers yet. Perfect. So he just goes to school. He's just, he's just, he's he's just, just Barry a, Allen. He's just a kid. He's just, yeah. He's just a kid. <laughs> hey, Barry. <laughs> hey, Bruce. <laughs> oh, I got it backwards. Um, it's gonna be aw- it sounds like an awful idea. The Ava DuVarnay DMZ show will be on HBO Max. Oh, fuck yes. yes. Don't have to pay more money to watch that. Yes. We got to see DMZ. That's going to be great. I'm looking forward to that. J.J. Abrams is producing a show called Drama Queen based on a childhood of TV lines. We got a single camera drama queen set in the 1980s centers on a closeted TV-obsessed teenager who copes with the harsh realities of life in small town New Jersey by escaping to an alternate soap opera universe of his own creation. Okay. That sounds cute. Oh, I forgot about this. Um, Denis Villanueva is mm-hmm. doing his two Dune movies and they're producing. he's producing... A Dune TV show. I heard about that too. Dune Colin the Sisterhood. He's directing the movies, producing the series, and he will direct the pilot. Explores the future through the eyes of a mysterious order of women. That, I don't know how to say this. I've only seen it written. The Bene Gesserit. I think it's how you I, say it. I have a feeling after this, Denny Villanueva is never going to step foot in a desert again. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like, I'm done with this. <laughs> I never want to see a single fucking goddamn green sand again in my life. No more sand. <coughs> Put me in a green screen room. <coughs> yeah, I, now I know why George Lucas does it. Did it. Given abilities by their mastery of the body and the mind, the Benegazeret expertly weave through the feudal politics and intrigue of the Imperium. The uh, that's the people who rule the galaxy, mm-hmm. pursuing plans of their own that will ultimately lead them to the enigmatic planet. Arrakis, bah, bah, bah. known to its inhabitants as Dune. <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco from Big Bang Theory is producing The Flight Attendant. 
Terrifying story of how an entire life can change in one night. Cassie, played by Kuoko, a flight attendant, wakes up in the wrong hotel in the wrong bed with a dead man. And no idea what happened. Some sort of thriller. Okay. Generation. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Generation follows a group of high school students whose exploration of modern sexuality tests deeply entrenched beliefs about love, life, and your family and their conservative community. It says here... Daniel Barnes is writing and directing, though it seems like his 17-year-old daughter may actually be the creator and writer of the pilot pending WGA approval. <laughs> Jen, colon, lock. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's an anime. All right. That's why it says the voice cast includes. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. That's anime. We got Michael B. Jordan, Maisie Williams, Dakota Fanning, and David Tennant. Dystopian Future Earth, international coalition known as the Polity, fights a hostile, autocratic invading force known as the Union. show follows the Genlog program and its members who participate in the development and testing of an experimental technology which allows for individuals with unique mental makeups to have their minds uploaded to giant suits of mecha armor. <sighs> it's a lot like... It's like Johnny Mnemonic meets uh, Evangeline Genesis e- e- yes. Gundam. Exactly. It's brain Gundam. Yes. Well, no, I mean, Neon Genesis, Evangelion, same thing. It's all, it's it's all, all the same, same stuff. Shit. Yeah. There's a Gossip Girl sequel. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's easy. You can moving on. There's a Grease show called Grease Rydell High. You're going to love that one. Surely it will be a musical. We can move on to that. Moving we can on. Move on all right. Gremlins, colon, Secrets of the Mogwai, Juice of Cogburn. Here's where I tell you that my uh, script got picked up. No, it didn't. <laughs> No, Billy, I'm like you. You invented Billy. D. How long ago? How long? How much money are you sitting on? And how long have you been sitting on it without telling anybody? <laughs> We've been millionaires for years, man. Or did you guys get paid shit and are uh, embarrassed and ashamed about? They bought all our script for twenty two dollars and fifty cents, <laughs> and you guys were like, "Yes, it's a." <laughs> I mean, it's what we set out to do. Um, the potential series is said to be a period piece, so I'll follow Mister Wing. The Chinese grandfather played in the films as a young man as he goes on adventures with, uh, yeah, we, we yeah, we were exploring the origins. Yeah, they took our idea. They took our idea. Are you fucking kidding me, Chris? So someone's listening. Somebody listened to this podcast, Chris. For sure, for sure. Do. <laughs> I mean, I see the numbers. Someone is listening. That's for so, sure. So somebody listened and heard about your idea and fucking did something with it. Damn it, those sons of bitches. Uh, I, jell- swear, I swear to God, if there is a crazy World War II scene where they are used as fucking bombs, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> I'm going God. to lose my shit. Come on, it's the best, <laughs> it's the best idea ever. I know! I, in my head, I can still see all the girlmen's coming out of the ocean, just it's fucking so swarming scary. everything. It's so scary. I don't give a shit if it, if it includes <laughs> talking about uh, turning a horrible war... Uh, murder uh, kamikazes into a fun genre. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, Jellystone. What do you think Jellystone's about? Uh, really? It's a Hanna, it's a Hanna Barbera. That's what I'm saying. But are we? I mean, is it Yogi? Yeah, classic okay. Hanna Barbera cartoon characters genre for a new adventure. Okay. Uh, Little Ellen is an Ellen DeGeneres produced show. It's a 2D animated children's show. 2D. That's fun. That, explain, that explores the world through the eyes of a hilarious and unpredictable seven-year-old Ellen DeGeneres. So it's uh, Bobby's World, but Ellen. That was such a weird show. Bobby's World? Yeah. Or was it Louie Anderson? Louie. Life of Louie? Louie was weird, too. <laughs> well, get ready for a weird Ellen one. 
<laughs> it's going to be strange. And it's 2D. I think that's cool. Uh, you know, flat animation yeah. um, for our listeners. They're going to have straight up new Looney Tunes cartoons. Here's the guy wearing Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Marvin Marsh, and the rest of the gang will be coming back. I mean... For years, they've been put on the shelf for a long time, these guys. I mean, there's been... There's more recent Looney Tunes that's fucking stupid. Ah. We're just aged out of it. Well, no, it's just... It's not the same. Well, that's true, too. It's not... I mean... It's not gonna gonna be the same. There was a specific style, and we got... The first round of nostalgia with that, with Steven Spielberg prevents Tiny Toon Adventures, which yeah. was basically mm-hmm. the same shtick, mm-hmm. but updated for our generation. True. That's true. And it was fucking phenomenal. Was so good. God, it was so good. Baby Plucky. Baby Plucky. Mm-hmm. Just flushing stuff down the toilet. Th- yeah. Things go down the hole, Chris. <laughs> Th- this and that. It just goes down the hole. <laughs> down the hole. <laughs> Yeah, fucking fantastic. Uh, Love Life. Paul Feig and Anna Kendrick produce. Anna Kendrick starring in a show. Ten half-hour episodes about the journey from first love to last love. Now people were along with blah, blah, blah. So it's a romance show. Yep. And make for, made for Love. Uh, oh, speaking of S.J. Clarkson, who did... Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry about her. She was the one who did the failed, the, the now-failed Game of Thrones prequel pilot. Oh, okay. She did Jessica Jones. Also did some of the no. Defenders. Along with the, the Daredevil people, the Daredevil guys. Um, looks like she is working on this show, Made for Love. It's going to star Mackenzie Davis, speaking of her hey, as well. No. And will follow a woman looking to escape a restrictive, tech-enforced marriage by moving in with her father in a remote trailer park. Cool. That sounds weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Raised by Wolves. Man, there's a lot of fucking shit Jesus. on HBO, man. Raised by Wolves, produced by... Uh, what's this guy? I don't, know. I don't know who this is. Um, Ridley Scott, you know who that is? Uh, I think, you know what? I think that might be Tony Scott's brother. Remember Tony Scott? He's the guy who jumped off that the guy bridge. Off the bridge. I think it's his, I think it's his younger brother. He had a brother. Yeah. I'm not sure if he does any good work, but I've heard his name. I heard his name. Uh, he is producing and directing, uh, the guy who, it says Prisoners. I guess he wrote Prisoners as a showrunner. Okay. Series centers on two androids. What a shock. Two androids tasked with raising human children on a mysterious virgin planet. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. Yeah, I mean... fascinating. Yeah. I can't can't wait for them to uh, knock, what, all the religions for this new fun... They'll knock the religions, but then at the end, they'll be like, we need religion. That's how it always works. It always comes back around. I know. Rules of well, Magic. Well, no, you don't, you don't need religion. You just need faith. Rules of Magic. Oh, sure. Rules of Magic. The Jessica Jones showrunner, Melissa Rosenberg, will write and produce uh, a prequel to the 98 movie Practical Magic. Series based on Practical Magic author's book, Rules of Magic. All right. Remember Practical Magic? Vaguely. There we go. Well, now we're getting a series based on the book sequel. Search Party. Co-created by Michael Showalter from Stella, Wet Hot American Summer, The State, essentially. Uh, oh, it's the sh- it's a TBS show. So there's two seasons of this show on TBS. Okay. The Search Party. It's Alia Shawkat. If you saw her, you'd recognize her. Seasons three and four will be on HBO. Okay. 
Um, this was big news like a week ago. Sesame Street and all that stuff has been moved to HBO now. Oh. Mm-hmm. There we go. Which is a bit of a bummer because it, Sesame Street has been a great resource for literally decades yeah, on, on public access. It's PBS, man. So, like, any, as long as you have a TV with bunny ears, like, your kids can watch yeah, uh, Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. Now that it's on HBO, it's like, oh, fuck, you know? Yeah. Kind of take that away from kids. Like well, that. I mean, there's a lot. Of, okay, like the kids are kind of needed the most. The kids who don't have that. There's a lot don't more, like, educational shows, shows like children's that. programming these days. That's true too. You're right. No. Back in the day, like that was the one. Okay, that's true. You're right. No, you're right. The Shelley Society. This this continues, Drew. Okay, this this continues. Uh, um, the Riverdale writers are working on with some other guy a mashup of gothic horror and teen romance. It's being described as Victorian X Files. Young author Mary Shelley leads a band of romantic outlaws among them, her lovers Percy and Lord Byron, against all manner of supernatural threats and monsters, including Frankenstein author Shelley's own iconic creature. There's a lot of shows like this. This is like Once Upon a Time. Uh, what was that other one? There were two shows that were like Grim. Grim, I think it yeah. was called. And you see, you say you say all these shows that aren't that good, and I can think of like yeah. three comic books that have done it like infinitely better. Precisely, <laughs> Fables. Well, maybe. I mean, it's well, ba- it's, is basically Once Upon a Time in comic book form. Like I said, the people who are doing it, it's all the people who are involved with Riverdale, and also I'm seeing here the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and those are both things that are like huge, very huge. They're both. Departures from established IP and both very well liked well, for ma- like their target audience. It made them more adult for whatever reason. More adult, but in a way that it's still for like teens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they respond well. Riverdale is a, a success. And people really liked that new Sabrina show. I never watched any of it. I'm not that age I'm anymore. Not, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah, precisely. I mean, I can see it like. I, I see stills from Riverdale. Like, I see the show on if I'm flipping through. Like, oh, yeah, objectively. Like, it looks cool. It looks good. Uh, so it's cool that they have something that they can watch like that. It's fun. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to begrudge them for having something that they Me enjoy. Me neither, dude. I, I watched Saved by the Bell and Hey Dude, so. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Our options were shit. <laughs> they were shit. Now they got Riverdale. Kids don't know how lucky they <laughs> When I was your age, I had to watch Hey Dude, and I liked it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, Chris. Hey, dude. <laughs> and what's her name? Um, Christine Taylor. Was the blonde that. one? Yeah, the blonde. Uh, but I was way more into Brad. Oh, Brad. <laughs> Where were you at, Brad? <laughs> Brad, where are you? <laughs> Station Eleven is a show from uh, Ooh Hero Mirai will direct the pilot. The Atlanta, he's obviously Atlanta. He's the Glover's guy. Yeah, he's Glover's guy. Also did Barry. Um, told across various time periods and following multiple main characters, Station Eleven tracks the remnants of human society after a deadly flu ravages the global population. So the stand. Man, are we ever gonna get more Atlanta? Or is uh, every yeah, or, is, or Glover's ready? Or is everybody just way too oh. hot? No, everyone's waiting for Glover. Okay, everyone's waiting for Glover. Okay, and his brother. I mean, about to say as long as everybody's still in. L- last day because Lakeith Stanfield's been working. 
He, he's not waiting. <laughs> Motherfucker's working. He's like, I gotta, I gotta run with this juice. As, Dude, long, as long as I got the juice, I gotta work. Seriously, I mean, he's in Uncut Gems. He's in uh, Knives Out. Man, that Uncut Gems trailer. Oh, really looks good. so good. It's a really good trailer. It is. Well, Safety Brothers, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it, like, like I hope the energy of this trailer is the energy of the movie. Well, I mean, if it's oh, anything like, if good, it's time, like good time, yeah. then it will be. Because yeah. the energy of the trailer was like, man, there's no way they can. Oh, my God, they kept up this pace. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm it's totally like, it's like a for the brain. I'm totally just expecting to hear in the background just... Oh, my God. This is so exciting. He's just, he's just looking at diamonds. This is so exciting. <laughs> it is. This one looks like a Furby. <laughs> so uh, Michael Mann, uh, producer of Miami Vice, is executive producing and directing the pilot for an Ansel Elgort series. Ansel, Orgort, uh, Ansel mm-hmm. Elgort's uh, Baby Driver. Yes. Uh, called? The Goldfinch. Tokyo Vice. The Goldfinch. <laughs> the Goldfinch is very funny. Tokyo Vice is based on a nonfiction book. And it's about the only American journalist ever to have been admitted to the insular Tokyo Metro Police Press Club, where for 12 years he covered the dark side of Japan, extortion, murder, human trafficking, fiscal corruption, and of course, the Yakuza. So is this just going to be Black Rain, the show? Yeah! <laughs> because let me tell you, that movie's awesome! I love it. <laughs> I'm into it. It's, it's like inexplicably raining all the time. Exactly! It is, it, it, it's neo-noir, but it's not set in the future because yeah. it's just Tokyo. It's just Tokyo, it's just Tokyo in the rain at night. Yeah, just Tokyo <laughs> night. It's like still neon everywhere. So many LEDs. That's what I'm saying. It's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Man, I can't wait for HBO Max to come around and just blow everyone away. They're like, they're ready to be like, fuck you guys. Apple just spent a billion dollars to work with like Spielberg dude, and Oprah to do all these shows. And, and I just can't believe that HBO was at all with a, a lineup like that. Why were they worried post Game of Thrones about anything? I don't think they were. Everyone else was worried. Okay. I don't think they were worried. Everyone else was like, "I'm Game of Thrones is done. I'm we're done." That's what I'm saying. You guys are fucking idiots. <laughs> truly are. Because we're getting the Robert Zemeckis show called Tune Out, uh, a new series from Bob Zemeckis in the vein of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Murders animation and live action, but with the cast of Looney Tunes characters. Cool. So HBO all So it's Space Jam Tunes, without man. the jam. Yeah. Good. Get rid of the stupid <laughs> Get rid of the, the non-acting basketball players. All right. Improvement. Replace them with Brendan Frazier. We're off. To, we're off. Uh, oh, and then they have some reality series. 15 Minutes of Shame. Uh, co-hosted by Monica Lewinsky. It's all about public shaming in the modern era. Birth, comma, wedding, funeral. Is uh, Lisa Ling, remember Lisa Ling? Journalist, she's a journalist. Did you have like any Channel One type shit in in high school in the 90s? Don't think so. Like in my homeroom, we had TVs and he put it on at a certain time. It was like Channel One and it was like some sort of uh, syndicated crap that high school is in. Uh, No, Lisa Ling, she's a journalist. Um, She's got a show here about... uh, Immerse viewers in a different country. Each episode to reveal their cultures through the lens of three universal rituals, births, weddings, and funerals. Hmm. That makes sense. Cool. Brad and Gary go to dot, dot, dot. Um, Two dudes going places. Six episode series. Hollywood power couple. 
uh, go on a jet-setting culinary culinary adventure around the world. So oh, so people going around the world eating food. Never seen that before, Chris. You want to do one? <sighs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Let's, let's do one, Drew. Who's paying for it? Uh, that's the trick. <laughs> Conan O'Brien comedy specials. So Team Coco is uh, going to produce five specials for HBO Max. Craftopia will be hosted by a social media star. Uh, described as an epic kids crafting competition show. Ooh. Cool. Uh, this person was deemed millennial Martha Stewart by Forbes magazine. Mm, there we go. Uh, nine to 15 year old contestants. So uh, tweens, the teens, Ellen's home design, another Ellen, the generous show. She'll be an executive producer and guest. Um, eight forward thinking designers with a chance to push your creativity to the limit. Equal, Greg Berlanti, the guy who's doing the, we started this with the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. the DC guy. He's doing a show, four-part Project Chronicles, the landmark events, and forgotten heroes of the LGBTQ plus movement. They're touching all the bases. Yeah, they, well, it's Disney, bro. Again, Ellen DeGeneres, Finding Einstein is an inspiring docuseries that will seek out, celebrate, and support a fresh generation of Einsteins. Pr- blessed by the Einstein Society. There are Einstein lots of really state. fucking smart kids out there. There are. God damn, Ellen DeGeneres. How much money do they pay you? First Dates Hotel, a matchmaking series from Ellen. Full Bloom. Uh, Full Bloom will allow audiences to escape into a surreal world as contestants will design and execute some of the most wondrous Wonka-esque floral creations ever. I mean, it's Ellen. Did she's the White Oprah? She's the White Oprah. Uh, Alex Gibney does a lot of uh, great documentaries, and uh, his most recent one is that one about the Theranos lady, the inventor. Oh, okay. Um, so his company is doing a series called Generation Hustle, ten-part series about the lengths young people go to for fame, fortune, and power. The Greatest Space is a ten-episode design competition show uh, where professional interior designers travel the world to transform spaces. Heaven's Gate! (sighs) Dude. This episode will not end. (laughs) Heaven's Gate Oh, you can stop it whenever you want to. No, I must continue (laughs) the list. Heaven's Gate is an intimate four-part HBO Max original from CNN that explores the infamous religious movement and the stranger in fiction circumstances that culminated in the biggest mass suicide to ever take place on U.S. soil. Yeah. That was the um, the people that all had Reeboks on, right? Yep. It's then, referenced in so many things. And they took the pictures of them in their bunk beds yep. with the blankets on them. Yep. And their shoes it was one, uh, Haley's Comet was coming through. They thought Haley's that if they could, Comet. if they killed themselves, then they would go to a spaceship that was trailing Haley's Comet, and then they could go and wherever the, the fuck they and wanted to. the dude to. was like that skinny white guy yep. with the whole crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I mean, even Red Dead Redemption Two made fun of those fuckers. When was the last time we had a good like suicide cult? I mean, outside of like the GOP and the Republicans and all those people. I mean, we don't need a suicide cult they don't anymore. Lose, they don't now. Now they go well, into public places and shoot other people. Yeah, God damn it. Exactly. They should go back to convincing each other to kill themselves. Yeah, that no. was much better. Mm-hmm. The Jonestown type shit. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who's a uh, Koresh? Well, Koresh, it went in there and they, that was a whole different thing. They like threw down a side of a wall. Like, <laughs> We're going in. <laughs> okay, back to the list. The hoes, you know what I'm talking about. Them hoes. 
Uh, oh, it's actually about a, that's her last name, Ho, H-O. Led by Bin Ho and his wife, Hu Ho, the power couple immigrated from Vietnam to the U.S., relying on hard work. They built a multi-million dollar bank, real estate development company, and a new generation of American hoes. Cool. Uh, Karma uh, is from a social media star. It's an hour-long adventure competition series hosted by extreme lifestyle enthusiast Kare. Takes 16 contestants, ranging in ages from 12 to 15, off-grid to solve puzzles and overcome physical challenges. So Double Dare, but in the desert. Why are they just called Double Dare Desert? Because or it's Desert co- Double Dare. Copyrighted. Oh, right. Desert Double Dare would be a good one. Right. Yeah, copyrighted. Double Dare. You can't use Double Dare. Why, why don't they just buy Viacom? Who who owns Viacom? Oh, you know what? I think it is Viacom. I mean, Viacom's working with HBO on this. I think so. Well, then why don't they just fucking use the... Because it's Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's owned by Viacom. Yeah, guys, just use it. What's wrong with you guys, you idiots? (laughs) Name recognition. They should listen to us. We're smarter than them. Legendary produces from the new Queer Eye series that's on Netflix. It's a reality show. It's set in the world of... Voguing. All right. We'll feature 10 houses, each comprised of five performers and a house parrot competing in a round-robin format. Each episode will document a themed ball from start to finish. Drew, uh, before I saw Paris is Burning, like none of this would even made sense to me. Mm-hmm. But now that I saw that documentary... It all makes sense. It's like 25-year-old documentary. I'm like, oh, this sounds good. <laughs> I can't wait to get back. Like, with the house Persia, then I'm, I'm Mother Supreme and this is my house. I can't wait. This is going to be good. It's a drag show. Yeah. It's a drag mm-hmm. show. Um, oh, Anthony Bourdain documentary. Fun. Just a straight up documentary about him. Well, I mean, someone's got to eventually, right? And actually, it will hit theaters via Focus Features first, and then it'll eventually be... It'll then premiere on CNN, and then it'll premiere on HBO Max. Uh, Gina Rodriguez has a show called Bobby Sue. Uh, comedy feature, blah, blah, blah. Expecting Amy is an Amy Schumer show. Unfiltered documentary shows a struggle, strength, and ambition that has made Schumer, blah, blah, blah. So it's a documentary about Amy Schumer. Steven Soderbergh has a show called Let Them All Talk. It's a, No, it's a movie, excuse me. It tells a story of a celebrated author who takes a journey with some old friends who have some fun and heal old wounds. He oh. just had some movie on Netflix come out. Oh, I think I just accidentally switched over to movies. I just switched over to movies is what happened. Soderbergh has just had some movie on Netflix come out. Uh, a with, movie on Netflix? Yeah, with Gary Oldman. He directed it. Really? Yeah. God, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't write it, but he directed it. Is it an iPhone movie? No. It's uh in it's written by one of the guys who did the big short. Okay. So it's but it's about the Panama Papers. Fucking Meryl Streep's in it, oh, Gary Oldman. Yes. Oh, what's it called? Um I don't even remember. Ah That's right. Is that it's out? Yeah, it's out. Came out. Oh, God. It's on Netflix. Dude, there's so much Because the king came out too. There's so much stuff to watch. Um uh, okay, so we we switched over to movies, so I forgot to mention that. So Anthony Bourdain documentary, Bobby Sue is a Gina Rodriguez movie. Expecting Amy, Amy Schumer documentary, Let Them All Talk, Steven Soderbergh movie, uh, Persona documentary feature from CNN about the profound ways personality testing has formed and influenced the rest of the world. The Scoop will follow the exhilarating, exhausting lives of CNN fearless female political reporters. Talking about exhausting. Uh, Super Intelligent is a Melissa McCarthy movie. I was uh, trying to see this list. Uh, unpregnant. Uh, what? Unpregnant. That's not a thing. It's based on a novel. The story follows a 17-year-old Veronica who never thought she'd want to fail a test. Uh, that is until she finds herself staring at a 
piece of plastic with two solid pink lines. Yeah, you can't become unpregnant. That's not the way things work. Uh, the only way to have to be, be unpregnant is to give birth. I, I guess it's in an abortion movie. What? Are you, are you, oh. Your phone's kind of there. I'm hearing something. Oh, and that's it. Oh my god. That was talking about long and fucking exhausting. I was not expecting that list to be that so long. That goddamn list. Holy shit. That there could have been a whole bonus episode that, by itself. That truly was a definitive list of all the stuff coming in HBO Max. Okay. Final story. Oh my fucking god. Apparently the Dark Universe is still a thing at, at Universal Jurassic Harbor. We thought it was dead, but it's still around. Uh... Paul Feig is working on a movie called The Dark Army. Uh, Paul Feig, he, he has a quote where he says something about how he's writing a draft and he's turning it into the Dark Universe people. Quote, what I love about monsters is they're outsiders. Frankenstein is one of the most sympathetic characters ever. He's just looking for love. If you read Mary Shelley's book, he's a pure spirit. Everybody just can't get past the way he looks. That's the extreme version. I want to bring that ooky spooky feel back to movies, but with these monsters, you root for and understand at the same time. Uh, and then he called them the universal. He called them the dark universe people. So That's interesting. So I, I guess those people are still around and perhaps are working on stuff. They're still gonna do it. They're still gonna try some sort of uh, universal monster mayhem, just not involving uh, the thing that they try to do with the Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and the Russell Crowe. <coughs> so bad, I, it made me choke on my own. It, it was terrible. Um, so there you go. HBO Max is coming. Right. This episode brought to you by HBO. Uh, well, that's it. So, what, we're getting HBO Max for free for a couple months? Yeah, fuck no, 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 no. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Uh, okay, well, that's it. We're done. Drew Sakaguer, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, you are welcome, listeners, for this week's episode. We'll be back next week with episode 357. And I don't know what's happening. I have no idea. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out this week. We'll either do it or, or we won't. And, uh, you know, that'll be that. And that'll be that. And it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be truly amazing. I can't wait for you guys to see how good it's going to be. Uh, Sign up for the Patreon.com slash Chris So to listen to the Commando episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. A PFT Media Production.